a mentor of mine from New York City would always say, the need is the call. And sometimes God shows you a need that is unique to your heart, your ministry, your giftings, your callings. And so how can we translate those needs that God shows us into acts of service that help communicate our love to God and help us live in this place of feeling loved by God? We're going to unpack that today. Stay tuned. sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? Or have you been in a season where it feels like He's completely silent? Have you been praying for a way to learn how to hear His voice more clearly? Hey friends, I'm Rachel, host of the Hearing Jesus Podcast. If you are ready to grow in your faith and to confidently step into your identity in Christ, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. The Hearing Jesus podcast is so excited to partner with Compassion International. We believe in Compassion's mission to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. Sponsors, when they sponsor a child, have the opportunity to see firsthand the impact that you're making through letters and updates that you receive from your sponsored child. It's not just changing the lives of children, it's changing entire families, whole communities, always through the local church and always in Jesus' name. When you choose to sponsor a child, you ensure access to quality education, medical checkups, healthy food, clean water, and most importantly, the love of Jesus. Delivered through a church in their community because of a generous, caring sponsor like you. And you can speak life, love, and hope to your sponsored child through personal letters that you'll exchange. I hope you'll join me in sponsoring a child through Compassion today. All you have to do is pull out your phone and text Hearing Jesus to 83393. You'll get a text back with a picture of a child who is waiting for a sponsor and a link to sponsor that child. You can also go to Compassion.com forward slash Hearing Jesus to choose a boy or girl to sponsor. When you sponsor, we'll also send you a copy of She Hears Learning to listen to Jesus, my book, as a token of our thanks for investing in the life of a child. Thank you for joining me and sponsoring a child through Compassion today. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are continuing our series on the love languages of God. And this week we're talking about ways to speak new dialects in our love languages. And if you're just joining us, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to the last couple of weeks where we kind of took apart each of those love languages and we took a look at them and what they mean in our human relationships, what they mean in our relationship with God. And now we're thinking about new ways to express new dialects within our love languages. There's a couple reasons for that, both to look at being creative in the way that we express our love for God so that our relationship with God does not become routine, but then also to help us better understand how other people express their love and receive love from God. So today we're talking about acts of service and acts of service is one that I think is pretty easy in terms of recognizing opportunities and to be creative because there's always things that need to be done for different people in different capacities. But I thought it might be helpful to look at a couple examples of how I've seen this done really well in my own life. 
The first I want to talk about is using retirement. Now, maybe you are nowhere near retirement age. I think for many of us, that's pretty far off. But I think it is helpful to look at that perspective because eventually we're all going to be there. Well, hopefully we're all going to be there one day. And when I think about retirement, I think of my mentor. His name was Pastor Rich and is Pastor Rich. And he is somebody that I had daily interaction with for a long time, for over 10 years. And the wonderful thing about Pastor Rich is from the time that I met him, he's always been a retired pastor. Now, he, if you talk to him now, he would probably say that he works more now than probably he did in other seasons of his life. But his value that he sees in serving the body of Christ has been so helpful in so many ways. He he pastored churches his whole life, his whole career. And when he retired, he essentially stepped down from being a senior pastor, but he stepped into this role of being a pastor to pastors. And so I'm not the only one. I mean, actually, there are dozens, if not a hundred local pastors within our region that have been under the mentorship of Pastor Rich. But in addition to that, he would always be out doing whatever it was. Maybe it was mending a fence or maybe it was helping to paint a, a room or maybe it was serving at the food pantry. Pretty much every day it was something different, but he was always, always serving. And I think about that as such an awesome opportunity for us because I think sometimes in the quote-unquote American dream, we look forward to retirement as an opportunity to just relax and kick back and live for ourselves. And the example that I saw in him was that he continued to live for Jesus. And whatever that meant, whatever we needed, whether I was painting a giant tree on cardboard for a kids church that week, or I was helping to set up one of our trucks for an outreach event, or we were doing food pantry. He was there ready, willing, and able. I mean, to the point where you couldn't make the man sit down and take a rest. He was always ready to to lend a helping hand. And he's also someone that even now my husband and I will go to if we have questions about something, or we come up against something that we're unfamiliar with in terms of ministry. He's somebody that's always willing to help us. But I love that idea of using our retirement season of our lives as a way to express acts of service for other people. Another one I want you to consider is the dialect of cooking. Now, perhaps you already are naturally somebody that cooks a lot. Um, You know, I cook a lot. I love to cook. It's one of the things that I do with my girls. But it's not something I necessarily would have thought about when it comes to communicating my love for God. However, I have experienced that and and maybe you've experienced this too in many churches or in many communities you'll experience this if somebody has a baby or if there's a funeral or something like that. But I remember back to when I was a young mom and I didn't necessarily experience this with my first two, but when I had my third daughter, I was off my feet for a little while. And, you know, when you have a baby, it takes a little bit of time to to recover. And without even asking, I don't even think I told anybody I went into labor. I think our landlord knew. Within probably a couple hours of coming home from the hospital, I opened up the door to bags and bags and bags of food, prepared meals that could either go in the freezer or could go in the fridge. And not just like casseroles, I'm talking breakfast and fruit and banana bread and all sorts of things that my toddlers and my preschooler could eat and enjoy. And I could tell the amount of stress was 
really just melting off my husband's face when when we saw that come through the door. It's so much so that it moved me to tears to the point of receiving that was such an act of love where God was communicating his love for me through the body of Christ through people that without being prompted, without being asked, just came and loved on us and gave us food. And so one of the things that I took away from that is, you know, for me, it's not that difficult to just throw in an extra pack of lasagna while I'm making one for my family or an extra dish of mac and cheese or whatever the, the big casserole is. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll just make an extra dish and I will put it in the freezer and I will leave it for if and when something comes up. So then that way, if there is a baby or a death in the family or somebody's just really struggling and having a hard time, I can take that dish over to them and just drop it off. And it costs me nothing more than just a couple minutes, but yet it can communicate love to them in a really powerful way. And so maybe you're not somebody that wants to be engaged in a lot of heavy conversation, or you don't want to be out and about in town because you don't have a lot of time to give, but maybe you have a couple extra minutes when you're preparing your meal where you could use cooking as a way to express love for God's people. Hey friends, this is Rachel, host of the Hearing Jesus podcast, and I wanted to take a minute to share with you about our Patreon community. Are you loving the deep conversations, the biblical insight, and spiritual growth content that I share on the podcast? Well, I've got some fantastic news for you. By becoming a member of our Patreon family, you can take your Hearing Jesus experience to a whole new level. When you join Patreon, you gain access to ad-free episodes, daily journaling prompts and worksheets, monthly bonus content, personalized Q&A sessions with me, giveaways, and more. As a Patreon supporter, you're not just a listener, you're a valued member of my inner circle. But that's not all. Our Patreon community is a place where you can connect with like-minded people who share your passion for spiritual growth, engage in meaningful discussions, share your thoughts, and be part of something truly special. Plus, we've got some awesome perks lined up for our Patreon supporters, from shoutouts on the podcast to exclusive merchandise and much, much more. So if you're ready to dive deeper into the journey of hearing Jesus, head over to patreon.com forward slash hearing Jesus. Your support makes a real difference, allowing us to continue bringing you inspiring content week after week. Also, a portion of any income from Patreon goes to support children through our partnership with Compassion International. Again, head to patreon.com forward slash hearing Jesus. Thank you for being a vital part of the Hearing Jesus community. Together, let's learn to live out our faith in our everyday life. Another act of service that I think is really a good example is using your skills. So if you are maybe somebody that has a skill for building, or if you are an electrician, or if you are a plumber, there's lots of opportunities to use those kinds of skills. I think of a friend of ours who, when we were involved in a building project at the church, he's retired, and he retired from a very skilled trade. And so he looked at this building that we bought, and he knew that it was going to need a lot of help. And every single day he was there doing something, whether it was painting or patching drywall or running new electric lines. 
Every single day he was there serving. And that was such a precious gift to us because maybe, you know, my husband knew how to do some of those things, but he worked full time at a secular job. And maybe we could hire people to do those things, but the finances are are sometimes limited and those kinds of skills are very expensive. And so for us, we were able to receive such a huge blessing from this individual as he came over and just looked for things that needed to be done. And maybe you don't have a skill like that, but maybe you can push a broom or maybe you can run a vacuum or maybe you can wash windows. There's all sorts of opportunities where you can serve in maybe a way that you didn't think about before. You know, the idea of acts of service is really endless, and it is one of those areas that you can be really creative with. I I think of another one of my mentors who runs a really large ministry in New York City, and one of the things that he taught me is that the need is the call. And you've probably heard me say that on the podcast before, the need is the call. I think sometimes we overcomplicate the call of God in our lives. And I'm not necessarily talking about the call to be a pastor or the call to be in full-time ministry. I think sometimes what that means is recognizing that God has called all of us to certain things. He's called us to know him and to make him known. Well, one of the ways that we make him known is by loving other people the way that God does. And there are needs that you're going to see that I'm not going to see. Just by virtue of proximity, you're going to see the homeless people in your community because I don't live in your community or you're going to see the young single mom that is struggling to get herself and her children through the grocery store or you're going to see the youth group that really could probably need or receive an extra pair of hands of adults on game night. There's certain things that you're going to see that I'm not going to see. And I think we have a tendency to just say, okay, God, I want this huge sign for the call of God on my life so I can understand what my purpose is in this season. And often what happens is we're looking for this big glaring neon sign of this arrow pointing this direction of where God wants us to go. And we are overlooking the needs in our community the needs that God puts in front of us. And so start opening up your eyes to look for the need because the need very often is the call. You know, I was involved in a, in a church that really did deeply care about outreach. And as part of outreach, there was regular outreach programs that were going on day to day, week in, week out. But yet there was needs in front of us that weren't being met, that, that God really opened my eyes in this area. And again, acts of service is not necessarily something that I would say is my primary love language. Although as a servant of God, as a minister of the gospel, as somebody that is in full-time ministry, I'm always serving God. So whatever that means, whether God calls me to do something or it's just an act of obedience or something that I see, I'm always willing to help. But it's not something I would naturally go to, to share love for God. You know, it's not my natural love language. But when I was serving in one location... One of the things that happened that really opened my eyes to this was there was a woman who I would see come in when we would open up the doors like on a Wednesday night or for a service or something and she would come in and she would spend a really long time in the bathroom. And I wondered if she was okay. I just, I even asked her one day, I said, are you okay? And she's like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Well, what I didn't realize was she was actually homeless and she was using the the times that the church was open to come in and just wash, wash her body, wash herself. And 
she would serve in different areas in the church, but nobody knew that she was homeless. And so when I did finally push her a little bit more, you know, I was able to get her food from the food pantry and we were able to get her connected with the local United Way and a couple services around town. So we were able to get her some temporary housing and then they were end up able to get her into regular housing, but she was sleeping in the church parking lot. Nobody knew that. And it was such a busy season of ministry. It was a busy season of life. There was people in and out of the building all the time. She was kind of discreet and quiet about it. But God showed that to me. God showed me, hmm, there's something different. Something's going on here. And so then the need became the call. Did I feel like God put a call on my life to work in the area of homeless ministry? Well, not necessarily, but yet God put this woman who was homeless in front of me and I was able to step in. And it didn't cost me anything. It was a couple phone calls. It was being intentional was finding resources in our community, but it made such a huge difference for her. And even now she would say, God expressed his love for me through your actions. That's what I mean when I talk about acts of service as an expression of God's love, not just the way that we express our love to God. God, I'm going to serve your body, your people, because I love you. But he is also able to express his love for his children using us. How incredible to be used by God in that way. And so for you, if this is your primary love language, the sky's the limit. There's so many different things that you could get involved in, you could do. It doesn't even have to be in your church. It could be serving at your kid's school or at the local soup kitchen or whatever it is. There's lots of opportunities to serve. If this is not your primary love language, though, I would encourage you to be open to it and to expand your quote-unquote vocabulary when we're talking about learning a new dialect in these love languages. Expand your vocabulary in the sense of learn how to love God by serving others. Because as you maybe go on a mission trip, or you serve in a school, or you work with refugees in your community, or whatever it is that God calls you to, you're only limited by your willingness or unwillingness to explore what those opportunities are. And you never know, God might be wanting to do something in and through you through that opportunity. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you are a God that cares about every aspect of our lives, that you love your people, and that you use us as the body of Christ to serve other people within the body of Christ. It's one of the ways that you communicate your love for people through this way. God, help us to be conduits of that love. Help us to be vessels that you use to speak love to those around us. God, I pray even now you would start to reveal to my friends ways that they can speak acts of service to those around them. And God, we thank you that you are a God that serves, that laid down your life for us, that continues to serve us. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for the way that you reveal yourself to us. Lord, I pray that even now through your spirit, you would draw us to you in a way that makes a difference and an impact in the lives of those around us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey friend, every day when I finish the podcast, I feel so confident that this is one of the things that God created me for. And my journey is not unlike yours. I had a season in my life where I was doubting God's voice. I felt insecure about the things that I thought he might be telling me to do. If you were in that place, I want you to know that I offer spiritual direction and life coaching to help you get unstuck. Maybe you're struggling with something and need an objective biblical opinion. Maybe you need some help working through something that feels a little heavy. Maybe you feel called to write or start your own podcast, or maybe you just want to learn how to hear God's voice more clearly. For me, when God started to reveal his plan for my life, I found my purpose. And part of that purpose is to help you learn how to grow in your relationship with him. 
My heart is to help guide you in this area so you can step confidently into the calling God has for you. If you would like to start spiritual direction or life coaching, I'm opening up space for a couple more clients. You can head to shehears.org forward slash coaching to learn more. That's shehears.org forward slash coaching. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you in your walk with God, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, bonus content, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you. Know that you are so loved. Keep going.